0: Okay, so I'm going to admit that it's 4am right now as I'm recording this, um, so I don't even have the energy. So I just wanted to say hello and welcome to the Impact Fashion Podcast. I'm Chidabem. Thank you for joining me for another week. This week, I have Zara Odu from Designers Consortiate on the podcast, sharing her perspective on the Nigerian fashion industry. We talked about how Nigerian-based fashion designers and business owners are approaching sustainability. Raising investment for fashion projects in Nigeria, and much more. I hope you enjoy the episode. Before I go, I have some exciting news this week. We finally have our website live. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> um, so go to impactfashion.uk to read about circular fashion and find out about funding and other support that's available to UK based fashion businesses. Leave some feedback for us as well so we know what you think. See you next week. Bye. Hi, Zara, Thank you for for kind of joining me today. To maybe get us started, I wanted to get a little bit of background. So could you just tell me a little bit about the work that you do?
1: I founded Designers' Consortium um, in 2016, 2017. Um, And really, the goal for Designers' Consortium at the time that I founded it, I think it's kind of evolved over time, but the initial goal was really a space, a forum for designers, hence the name, um, coming together, right? This idea for me was that we were all working in different parts of the industry. Uh, Some of us were designers, some of us were creators, most were makers, most were artisans, and I just wanted a place where we could all come together to think and figure out how we could really push our industry forward. I really felt like in Nigeria, we were doing so well internationally. We had like the best designers coming out of Africa. Everyone's talking about us when every, you know, from Vogue from to BOF, our fashion weeks are, you know, one of the best in Africa. We were really well externally, but I felt like in Germany, there were a lot of fragments, like there were a lot of broken pieces. And I, I felt like the only way to fix that was to, to, to do it by coming together. Now, the key thing for us is really to help um, designers build their brand sustainably the key thing is educating right so through our platforms we're educating through partnerships through collaborations with designers and we're working on multiple partnerships with designers where we're actually creating products and for me the products are like show and tell right so it's Mm -hmm. it's saying this is how it would look like if you were sustainable so that's one of the things that we're we're trying to do is create these show and tell brands.
0: A few years ago you kind of launched the project um, with Lagos Fashion Design Week um, kind of basically challenging a group of designers to design sustainably and how did that come about?
1: So yeah I just had this idea where I wanted to see whether again like I was saying earlier this idea of show and tell right how do we source locally and how do we manufacture locally and what kinds of products can we get and Mm. and the first the first year we essentially you know I approached um founder of Lagos Fashion Week and I said to her I'd love to do this project Would you, you know I'd love for you to partner with us and this um, and she was happy to do that and so we essentially partnered with her and the factory the local um, training factory that she runs and we we got the, the designers to pretty much design their take on a classic shirt. so the first year we just sourced whatever materials we could find locally and then the factory manufactured the designers take on a classic shirt, which the first year was really successful. And then we sold the shirts at Vegas Fashion Week. But then the second year I took it a step further and I said, you know, I want to use locally sourced cotton, you know, so we worked with a company called This Is Us and they sourced um, cotton from Kanu for us. And then it was dyed locally as well. And again, with this different set of designers, we asked them to create it, to take on a classic shirt, and again, you know, produce it with the same factory. Mm. So for us, it was really exciting because we just want to see how these products do in the market. The way that it works is, and the way that I thought of, about this idea is talking so much. You know, when we talk so much about this idea of system, people don't get it or they're a bit, you know, afraid of the topic. But if you show them on a hanger and you, you know, you can break down the process of them from where the cotton was sourced, how it was dyed to where it was manufactured, and the fact that it was a training facility, and you know, all the element and the designers begin to designers I think begin to think consciously and then the consumer as well so it's twofold for me it's like getting the consumers to buy better but also getting the designers to create better.
0: What I'm really fascinated by is actually like what was what were some of the most interesting things that you learned through that process and, and also how did designers take to sustainability either during the process and then how have you seen them change after?
1: I think a lot of the designers were really keen on the idea when I approached them. So I think they were very interested it. They were a little in- intrigued, like, oh, I wonder what this would look like. I wonder how it would be. And I think they were very keen to support, you know, almost immediately is the, was the, there was a yes response from everyone. Um, in terms of challenges, I think the, the first challenge that I um, found with the first um, season, so we did it for two years and I think it was 2017 and 2018. In 2017, um, we sourced the fabric from the market so that means we literally went with a team of two or three people from the factory and we just went and we bought fabric in the market. So linen, denim, cotton. And we just said, we, bought, we, we cut a bunch of samples up you know, and gave them the designs, and like, which ones do you like, which ones you prefer? And then the designers kind of chose the, the ones that, and then we made the pieces according. So the first challenge was not being, not, not able, we weren't able to have the, the right quantity. So let's say we were making 30 shirts for a designer, for example, we wouldn't find the exact amount of fabric in the market, right? So let's say one designer wanted um, the cotton. We wouldn't find, um, 10 yards or 20 or 30 yards, however, amount, however much we needed for the shirts, the quantity we were making, we wouldn't find that in one stall. So we would go from stall to stall to stall in the market and literally trying to find pieces. So for the second year, the, I feel like the, the only challenge that we had was sort of the consistency with the textile in terms of, um, you know, the fabric, some of it was running um, and then the others weren't, you know, because um, they had dyed it locally. You know, these are some of the challenges that you, you face the the indigo that we had done was sort of running in different places so we just ended up using it like like the design right we, we were like okay this is gonna be fine like denim comes in different shapes and forms and colors and so we, we made it work.
0: Most like interesting thing that you've learned kind of having done it for two seasons or two years?
1: Um, I I think that for me the key thing was that I felt like good products are possible it's possible to make good products here at home you know I think we've been doing that for a long time a lot of the really great designers have been making really great products they're still making really great products here Um, but I think that sometimes when we think about completely sustainable products um, we think it's 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 very difficult it's almost out of reach and I always want to show that it's possible you know the way that I always describe what I do is like especially with with design and products is like show and tell right so Mm -hmm. We don't want to keep talking about it. We want to show you that it's possible. We're working on some a product now and 90% of it will be sourced locally, and only, you know, 10% of it will be will have to be imported. And we just had to be okay with that because at the end of the day, we felt like we were doing the best that we could.
0: Cause like you said, you said 90% would be locally sourced for this new project you're working on, and then 10% is kind of imported. Mm-hmm. But considering the fact that like most of fashion is like a global business where things are just bouncing around. 90% is a pretty like good, like it's a pretty good percentage. Um, yeah. And I do wonder, cause I think you also mentioned the fact that, you know, sometimes the fear of feeling like you're not doing enough kind of prevents mm-hmm. people from taking action. How yeah. do you grapple with that?
1: I think for me, um, I, I've, I've, I've made this decision for myself but I've also heard a lot of the the fashion great to the sustainability great say it you know like I heard, heard a person McCartney say it many times like literally start small think about one thing that you can start with um and pace yourself give yourself goals you know but you have to really believe in it you have to think that it's something that you really want to do not because you you know, people are saying you should do it, not because the, it's the in thing or it's on trend, but because you genuinely want to do it. And for me, I figured that there's not, it's not everything that I, I fully stand behind. There are a lot of things that I have questions about. There are a lot of things that I feel like don't necessarily apply in, in the African context, um, mm-hmm. because we just live differently and work differently. But um, I choose to stand behind the things that I feel will make a difference in this context. And I try not to feel guilty about what I can do because I don't have all the answers. um, And I am trying to do the best that I can within the context, you know, and also within the within the context of funding, within the context of access, you know. Um, I know that if I had more funding or more access or more partnerships or the things that sort of you need to, to grow um, as a company as an individual, I definitely would be would be, you know, farther ahead. So I take everything into consideration.
0: So you said something that's quite interesting and I want to pick your brain a little bit about it. So you said some things don't apply within the African context. When you when you hear some of the conversations that are happening within like the sustainable fashion space, first of all, how do you feel th- that like i guess african design or african designers are positioned within that conversation so i
1: think that in the sustainability conversation people aren't really talking about african brands i've only sort of heard it in a in in artisan community conversations right when they're talking about you know things made by hand and but i think also we are also sort of a little bit behind in terms of the technology aspect of sustainability Mm. I think we we haven't gone to the, because I think sustainability is, is, you know, has different elements, but now I'm really also interested in the tech aspect of sustainability, like, you know, in terms of what we can create in the labs, you know, how we can transform materials, how mushrooms, you know, are being used as leather. So all these types of things that need heavy funding, they need um, a specific kind of um, expertise that I would think, you know, we haven't gone to that level yet. I think that that's one of the reasons why we're not included in those spaces. We should be included, but I think that also, in many cases, we're not just not there yet.
0: You kind of mentioned the fact that, you know, funding is a challenge and expertise is a challenge. In an ideal world, what what would be some of the things beyond those two that you would kind of want to see to be able to get, I guess, the Nigerian fashion sector kind of further along in that journey of, of integrating sustainability across the board?
1: The key thing is access to funds and access to, because for me, when I think about anything else beyond that, I think there are a number of people that I know are really, you know, individually, like we're all sort of championing this idea of sustainability or sort of, you know, working individually to build our own businesses or our own ideas about, it. you know, like I was saying before, we're all working in silos and hopefully coming together will be an opportunity for, for us to move the conversation forward. I really believe that if we all came together and we had, you know, we all had a common goal or we had certain, um, each, each person had certain tasks or certain interests and we had, funding to back that you know so in my case it would be developing our material bank for example if I had access to funds and if somebody had you know had another area we would really be able to build the industry you know we would really be able to move from where we are now to the next next stage so I I really feel like you know Funding is one thing. And then partnerships in terms of, you know, expertise, just being able to sit with like-minded people who have gone ahead of us. To be able to partner with them would be great because they have already sort of moved ahead. You know, they're already in the third, fourth, fifth stages of their, of their work. Um, whereas we're just starting out in terms of textiles. I think that expertise, partnerships, the right partnerships and funding the three key things that I think would sort of elevate Hmm. the work that we're doing right now.
0: And how do you see that changing?
1: The work has to continue like we have to keep on doing the best that we can you know at the moment we are still partnering with a number of people we are still collaborating Um, so I think for us that's what we want to do just keep on We have our vision we have our goals we have the things that are important to us and just keep working towards them i can't say for sure that the nigerian government will ever take fashion that seriously you know um that they will invest a huge ton of money um but i do hope that um the businessmen and women in this country, the people who have access to funds would be interested in channeling their funds into the areas in fashion that are more development-based, right? The things that can actually build the industry from the ground up. Right now, I think that we need to shift our focus from the external and just keep thinking more about how we can build the, the industry from the ground up.
0: You mentioned like I guess a critical component um, kind of excluding governmental support and kind of focusing on business and investors. When you go out and have these conversations of these pitches what is the reaction like? Like are people kind of on board or um, not so on board and if so w- whichever way they kind of swing um, what do you think is driving their decision?
1: Yeah I think I think people are interested in the idea of sustainability i think because it's a global topic so when it comes up people people automatically assume that you're in with the times you're on trend you're thinking ahead Um, you just have to show that it's a need where you're at now Mm -hmm. i think a lot of the ideas that we have a lot of the the products that we're we're sort of pitching are forward thinking you know the things that people aren't necessarily thinking about now but in a couple of years you'll see the impact um and so people are interested in the idea of sustainability. People are keen to support what we're doing. Sometimes people aren't just ready for it now. It's like they're not they're not thinking about five, 10 years from now, they want a now, now benefit or a now um opportunity. It's a long-term vision. It's it's something that, like I always say from prop to closet, it starts, it starts at the root. And so sometimes people can't see that far because it takes time, you know. Mm. So sometimes you find yourself not being on the same page as people who are looking for where their money can grow today. Mm. Internationally, I find that I see a lot of really great companies, new, exciting brands. So I feel like in Africa, we need to catch up. We need to start supporting young new brands that are you know that have a sustainable vision in mind and are ready to do the work i think there's definitely something great on the horizon we can't be far behind we're already we're already sustainable in so many ways we just need to tap into into other elements and then it will be you know a complete puzzle
0: what are some of the questions or, or inquiries that are coming across your desk
1: i think i think on two fronts uh, a lot of the uh, i get a lot of um, emails and um, questions from people outside of Nigeria who want to source in Nigeria, so they want to source locally, they want to produce locally, and they want to know how they can do this. And we're working with some people at the moment, and you know, and trying to produce locally. Um, and, and quite a few challenges come up in terms of production, but I think it's something that we're working towards as, a, as an industry to, to perfect. Other things that come up are you know questions about how to truly be sustainable and be profitable. I think that mm-hmm. a lot of the times people feel that to be sustainable means you know a lot of financial investment and it's not as profitable. And you spend all your money trying to be sustainable and then your price point is too high and out of reach. So I think one of the things is for us is trying to figure out with brands really, how they can start small and for me that literally could be depending on what the brand is trying to do and how they are at what level they're at Mm in their in their in their brand story just figuring out where they can start for me it's always been about the materials always been about the materials first um and I think that's, I think I was listening to I Eileen mean, Fisher or, or someone on a, on, a, on a road chat the other day and they were saying the same thing as like, it really just begins with the materials, right? And so that's kind of like the, the way that I approach it from, from the Nigerian and from the African perspective. The key thing is people trying to figure out how can we be truly sustainable? What does it mean to be sustainable, right? And how can we be truly sustainable as Africans? Um, what do we prioritize?
0: So you talked about some of the challenges in terms of you know funding <laughs> funding's a big one and I think to be fair I think across the board everyone is everyone is like we need funding yeah. um what are some of the opportunities that you see um for circularity and, and sustainability in fashion I'm kind of thinking about it from a I guess depending on if you want to think about it from a Nigerian context or African or global
1: vintage resell rewear I think that's a, a a real exciting opportunity I think that people um, should really think seriously about it because I think it's something that is no longer taboo. I mean, I remember a long time ago, I, I used to, didn't like the idea of vintage. So I was like, oh, I don't know who's lived in this before. I don't know what their, their life was like, you know. But I think we've all sort of moved past that now where we understand that clothes can be given a second, a second life. So I think that's the big opportunity. That's something I'm personally de- definitely looking forward to being a part of.
0: What's your hope for the Nigerian fashion industry?
1: I hope for the Nigerian fashion industry. I would love it if we can really begin to build systems. You know, I think that it would be great if we really began to build from the ground up, right? So we can really develop the textile industry, we can really develop the manufacturing and production industries. For me, it's about setting certain systems in place, it's about um, providing facilities, it's about providing you know, opportunities for people to access certain things and providing access, you know, so that people who want to have every good intention to produce sustainably have options. And so for me, that would be the ideal, that we would be literally be able to build communities within Nigeria, within Africa, where literally from the crop to the closet and all the um, processes in between can all be done locally. You know what I would love to see more of is just really great um, design, really great, not even only design in terms of clothing, but everything from homeware to beauty to jewelry to accessories, you know, just consciously designed with the end in mind, mm. but also super accessible, super wearable, you know, easy to 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 wear so that it can, be, it can be worn over and over and over again you know and, and and passed down
0: thank you zara for taking the time to speak with me and thank you for listening subscribe if you haven't already also you can find me on twitter and instagram at impact Fashion uk all one word see you guys next week